When was the last time you bought any jeans for yourself? Um, when I got fat, I, w- I went out, like I'd say like five, six years ago. I okay. went out and bought some jeans. I went to Walmart, nine ninety nine. Okay. Well, I went to Costco. Yeah. I want you to look at, look at what I'm wearing right now. Okay. W- what do yeah. these look like? They look like, I don't know, black jeans. No, they look kind of like sweatpants. Yeah. yeah. Look at this. So, but, but from afar, they look like jeans, right? Sort of. Yeah. Um, yeah. They're stretchy. Oh my god! Uh, but, but look at this. Here, let me. I'm gonna no, take no, my, don't no, take, no, I'm no, my belt. No, no, <laughs> no. I want to. What are you doing? I'm He's taking sh- his belt off. I, I, I'm gonna show. Look at this. Oh wow! The, the, oh. It's elastic. Oh my god! You're officially a thousand years old. Right <laughs> well, now. what is great is I'm no longer needing to be labeled as a 34 inch or a 36 inch or a 38 yeah. or a 40 inch waist. These stretchy blue jeans. Oh my god. This is like perfect. Don't you have daughters and a wife? Don't they say to you, "Hey, don't walk, don't walk out of the house looking like that." No, well, look, look what I'm wearing. <laughs> Minutia Man is up next, but first, listen to this other fine opie show. I'm Howard Sudbury. I'm Steve Baskerville. On back to you. Do you think somebody giving a party should make stipulations? No, but I've got a good tip for you. Okay, alligator arms. I don't know what any of this means. <laughs> I guess I'll have to listen to find out. On the next, back to you. Back to you with Howard Sudbury and Steve Baskerville. You can find Back to You on Spotify, opishows.com, or wherever you find podcasts. Just search for Radio Misfits. The following is a Tony Lasano podcast. An Opie production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. This is Minutia Man with Rick and Dave. Yeah, let's get going. I got a lot to do. Like what? Okay. <laughs> uh, I was informed on... I don't know when it was two or three days ago that, you know, my daughter Lila yes. uh, is graduating from high school. Right. My sunshine graduated. Right. Congratulations. On yeah. Thank you. Uh, I notice he's still sleeping right now. <laughs> yeah, I know. Evidently, the <laughs> evidently he doesn't have the the vig and vimmer, vigor of uh, us oh, when we yeah, graduated. This, high this is the beginning of the slacker years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, I know. But anyway, so Lila's graduating and Michelle invited my in-laws, Alex and Marsha, into town, which is of course wonderful. We yeah. love singing. Yeah. But there's a kicker here that they're staying with us. Uh oh. And our house you know our house living in filth and squalor is fine <laughs> for just us. Right. right. But now I am looking at every little corner of the house and going, Holy crap. And I'm hearing Alex's oh, voice in boy. my head. Oh you know? boy. And it's oh. so so, so do you guys use the cobwebs for a design? Is <laughs> yeah. that a design? Yeah. Right, right, right. I uh, know. Yeah. I just haven't cleaned that corner yeah. yet. I love the Western uh, haystack, f- or f- the rolling the haystack. The tumbleweeds. Yeah, the tumbleweed of dust. <laughs> and I opened the refrigerator yeah. today. And I kind of just blown, you know, it, when you see something all the time, you just sense it. Oh, there's just, there's... Chinese containers from you know February and this mustard's from 2012 <laughs> right so we are gonna have to cl- I just say we move into a new house that's probably right, easier right. I mean I remember once you crashed your car and you didn't want to yeah. get it fixed and you just got a new car yeah. yeah no it was just I heard it it was just a noise that's right <laughs> it was just like a <laughs> oh, screw it I'm getting a new car <laughs> Uh, that's just how we roll. Yeah, right. Well, we also have to do minutia. I'm right. pretty sure because that's the name of the show, and I think that uh, you get to go first. All right, beautiful. You want to run the jing? You are like a show pony here. You've got this big screen with all the little. Uh, I am. Uh, I am. All right, here we go. 
You're listening to Minutia Men, featuring the wacky exploits of your good pals Rick and Dave. Give them 22 minutes and they'll give you absolutely nothing of value. Thank you, Vince Argento. Uh, I can't pass up. I couldn't pass up the story. It comes out of Germany, but it's not a Nazi story. Oh, okay. I know. I know. Uh, but consider this an early birthday present for you. Okay. In Germany, more than 1,200 new words have been created since COVID started. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, over the last 14 months, there have been nearly 1,200 words that have entered the German lexicon. Okay. Um, uh, Germans are creating a new word approximately every six hours hours wow. not, did, we are very efficient <laughs> yes right uh, uh i can't think of anything at least since the second world war that would have changed the vocabulary as drastically at the and at the same time so quickly said anatole stevanowskis okay. a professor of linguistics at the free university of berlin is the free university really free yeah all, is it really? all universities are free in germany um when new things happen in the world, we look for a name, added Christine Merce, who works at the same institute, and that things that do not have a name can cause people fear and insecurity. So Germans being yeah. very efficient, it's like we, can, we can't right. use anxiety or we can't have anxiety. So we have to create these words for our feelings. All right. I love that. So I have a list here uh -oh. that I printed up. I want you to. That's, a, that's an extensive list. Yes. You have there. I want you to hear. So. Read, read, read the top, read, here we go. Um, read one of some of these words and I will tell you what they mean. Or why okay. don't you. Infinite. Okay. What do you think that means? Um, I don't know. Vaccination envy. Oh, okay. You love, I love Germans. <laughs> right. It's like jealousy and envy. Uh, give me another one. Abstandsbier. Distance beer. Okay. Right. Yeah. Okay. So I guess you're. Why? I don't know. Oh, because you're you like six, over uh, six, two meters over or Zoom or whatever. Right. Uh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Glühweinstand hopping. Okay. What do you think that means? Uh, that is something about having Glühwein outside, maybe uh, at a at a, a Glühweinstand. What is uh, that? Glühwein is a, a mull wine. There you go. Hopping between mulled wine stands. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, Todeskuchen. Uh, friendly smooch on the check cheek. I'm sorry. Friendly smooch on the cheek, which is viewed as a kiss of death. Okay. Maskentrottel. Okay. What do you What do you think that is? Uh, some sort of mask. Uh, I'm not sure what throttle means. Uh, mask idiot who wears a face covering, leaving the nose exposed. Okay. See, that throttle is the reason I don't know what that is because everyone thought that that's what I was. So throttle. <laughs> Hamsterkauf. Uh, that's got to be something about buying hamsters. Panic buying and stockpiling <laughs> food like a hamster. I love that. Yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> Corona Frau Staube. Staube. Corona Frau Staube. Okay, what do you think that means? Um, something of uh, a, a coronavirus wife. Uh, Staube. What does that mean? I'm not it's sure. A, son's wife can't keep house clean during COVID. Oh my god. <laughs> Oh my god! Well, that fits in perfectly with your house okay, situation exactly. right now. Yep. And what, there's one more, I think, isn't there? Oh, here. Oh. Eamangaus. What do you think that means? Uh, something about husband. Uh... Husband has COVID gas. <laughs> 
I love the Germans. Oh, we are great. I love that too. That's very nice. All right. Well, I have a story for you that actually takes place in Texas. What's wrong with you, Texas? This is a pretty gross story. All right. I, you know, if you're eating something right now, put it down. And Dave, since you're sitting here in the studio with me today, look up at the ceiling. Mm-hmm. What do you see there? I see your ceiling fan, which I'm sure you installed. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's, it's a very nice ceiling fan. It's going. It's, okay. There's no it's just the ceiling fan. Just yeah. keep an eye on that ceiling fan. Okay. And I right. want you to feel this story. Okay. All right. The night before the horror began, Anna Cardenas had gone to bed as usual in her Chelo Vista apartment. It's pretty hot in Texas, so she had turned her ceiling fan on before hitting the hay. All right, the ceiling fan. Just like this. Around 4 a.m., Cardenas told KTSM-TV she woke up and she could clearly hear something was dripping somewhere. She thought it was rain. Sure. But then she realized that droplets of something were hitting her blanket and face as well. And at that point, she got up to see what the noise was all about. She flicked on the light switch. Her entire bedroom, along with her face and hair, were splattered with blood. (laughs) After informing the management company, Cardenas called 911. Both the police and firefighters showed up at her apartment. And the firefighters knocked on the upstairs neighbor's door, but received no reply. Out of abundance of caution, they decided to break down the door, and once inside, they found an older man laying on the floor, dead. Was he like he'd been dead for quite a while. According to police, Cardenas' neighbor died from natural causes, but his corpse had been on the floor for five to six days, long enough for it to begin to decompose. Oh, so just like... And just laying there, right? The body was laying exactly where my ceiling fan was, (laughs) right above the ceiling fan. He had a carpet, but the blood had seeped through to my ceiling, Cardenas said. When the maintenance company took down her ceiling fan, a pool of blood and decomposition fluids (laughs) (laughs) flooded down from the cavity between the ceiling and the upstairs floor, splashed all over her room. Not only that, Cardenas is now battling the management company over the damages. Yeah, I was going to say, I I can't give you back your security deposit. I told them my bed is covered in blood. They said, sorry, insurance doesn't pay for it. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, lady, listen, we'll cover red stains caused by Kool-Aid pitchers crashing (laughs) through the walls, blood stains from overzealous fans attacking you, but no blood stains from ceiling fans. Right. It's right here. You should have read the fine print of the clause 65G. Uh, 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 she has been staying in a hotel since the apartment uh, is uninhabitable um, and the ceiling has been taken out but the stench of death still lingers in the room what is the name of that hotel she's staying at the Bates Motel (laughs) and her upstairs neighbor was Nick Redrum isn't that the grossest thing ever so did I ever tell you the story when I was in grad school I don't know probably Um, one day I woke up this is a total true story I woke up and on my pillow was like a pretty significant pool of blood. I'm not making this up. Okay. Um, and I, I felt my ear, and there seemed to be like a little dried blood in my ear. So through that night, and I'm assuming it was that night, although I didn't really yeah. clean my I pillows. I was in that <laughs> right. red room, right. room of yours. Uh, so through the night, I was bleeding a pretty significant amount of blood out of my ear. Uh, I still, to this day, 40 years later, don't know what it was from. And I didn't go to a 
I'm doctor. sure it was your brains coming out. <laughs> well, it's worked out fine. So wow. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, that's. Uh, that, I just wanted to tell you guys a story that would make you uh, have nightmares. Yeah. And that would do it for me. Uh, you know, Rick. I love our listeners. I do too. I mean, we we get emails regularly. By the now. way, I ran into one uh, oh. at uh, Sean's graduation the oh. other night. Uh, we're standing on the football field taking pictures after oh. the graduation, and one of uh, the dads came up to me and said, "Hey, that Mark Jean Greco interview, oh. fucking great! Wow, look at that! Yeah, we're, you know, we should maybe ask for more money." <laughs> um, but we uh, we really, if you like our show, uh, please subscribe. And there's you can subscribe so many different places right, right? like apple and i wanted to show you or well and make some comments and rate well, us for us right and i got a comment here and this is from <laughs> irena bolstoy okay okay need news you can use to become a better person question mark don't listen to this show <laughs> need to laugh and be entertained for 40 minutes or so subscribe they get big time celebrities and their interviews are great well thank you irena that was very nice, uh, but yes, but, and they can be, they can be heavy-handed and passive-aggressive yeah, comments. We yeah. don't could care less. Any comment at all is appreciated. It does help us, uh, and uh, you know, with our negotiations. Yeah, don't, and don't you want to help us? Mm-hmm. We're such nice guys. Look at us, yeah. wearing stretchy blue jeans. All right, it's that's yeah okay. It's time an expandable for- <laughs> weight. Look at this. <laughs> I can't believe you. I got either leave forty. I got another four inches here that I got, and they were fifteen bucks at Pasco. <laughs> okay, yeah. All right, time for another segment. Time now for studio walls, and the words of the prophets were written on the studio walls. So this is the part of the show where we dip into the Rick and Dave archives, and Dave. Uh, Something uh, momentous happened to uh, me this week uh, in history. All right, what year? All right, 1999. Whoa. Uh, so it was so end of May. It was May actually ni- May 17th, 1999. All right, well, don't tell me. So you were what? 36? 36, yeah. 36. No kids were born. No, I had two already. Yeah, but that no one was born in May. No. Um you lived in the house. That wasn't momentous. No. Um, it's the studio walls. It's got to be some sort of a... Uh, uh, writing or... Yeah, ra- yeah, yeah. Uh, you know what? I don't... What? It was the inadvertent beginning of my writing career. Um, and I'll read the press release here. Who says you can't break into publishing on your first try? Diet Coke is making it possible for one talented writer to do just that. Rick Kempfer of Mount Prospect, wow. Illinois, has been named the grand prize winner of the Diet Coke Living Life to its fullest writing contest. Um, Rick's story was chosen from more than 4,000 entries. The selection was made based on the judging of seven best-selling authors, including Elmore Leonard, Nora Roberts, Lisa Scottolini, Mauv Binchy, Mark Victor Hansen, Barbara Taylor Bradford, and Mark and Chrissy Donnelly. And the entries were judged on originality, creativity, appropriateness to theme, and clarity. Um, Anyway... Um, it says here that uh, Kemper, who lives in Mount Prospect, a suburb of Chicago, uh, with his wife and two young sons, read about the contest in his local newspaper, and despite having never entered a contest before, was inspired to enter because of the title. When I read about living life to the fullest contest, it reminded me of my grandfather, mm-hmm. says Rick. His is a whimsical tale about a man who adds the name of everyone who inspires him throughout his life to his own name. Mm-hmm. And here's what happened. 
I uh, when my f- grandfather was dying in the nineties, I woke up one night and had this poem uh, in my head. Mm-hmm. And you know, I've never written a poem in my life well, before or since. Yeah, you were pretty good in the limericks. <laughs> well, limericks <laughs> is something else. <laughs> but I I had to get this out of my system, and it was really like a children's story. And I saw. So like at three o'clock in the morning one night I just got up and I wrote it down right. and then I went back to sleep didn't Keith Richards isn't that how he came up with the uh, yeah, yeah that's the, the for, for satisfaction yeah riff. right yeah anyway um, when I saw that title of this contest I thought oh this sounds like something that that would fit into and so I just sent it in and I didn't think anything of it and I won the grand prize which was a trip to New York City um all expenses paid, three day, two nights, uh, a VIP tour of uh, Harper Collins, Penguin Putnam, um, and uh, publishing executives, and dinner with all these best selling authors wow. like Elmore Leonard and uh, yeah. Nora Roberts. And, mm-hmm. you know, we went to the, the Algonquin room in. Uh, uh, Is it the Plaza? No. Uh, uh, no, in the. Or uh, the Algonquin Hotel, we had uh, where Dorothy Parker uh, uh, had her. Uh, her daily lunch. Yeah, it was yeah, just the, like the greatest thing yeah, ever. Yeah, yeah. And I never thought of myself as a writer. I wasn't a writer. And while I was there, the question I got from everybody was, what are you going to write? Yeah. What are you going to write? And I didn't yeah, know right, anything. Right. I, so, I just did. You mean I got to do this again? <laughs> but when I came home, I decided I was going to write right. something. And that's when you and I yeah, wrote yeah. our yeah. first novel. Right. What was the name of it? It was uh, called Time in a uh, Bottle. Time in a Bottle, right, right. yeah, which was never published. <laughs> right. We couldn't get a publisher. In fact, us have refused it. Like, yeah. We're not publishing this. This is crap. But it it started our whole yeah. career, yeah. and yeah. now here we are yeah. all these years later as as right. publishers. But I wanted to read, if you don't mind. Oh, I'd I would like love to. Read to. The, I think this is, this is <clears throat> a one, I mean, this is one of the, and again, I don't want to give you credit for anything, but... Um, other than the limericks you did back in uh, this is I think <laughs> about one of penises the best thing that you've ever written uh, so this is a, a children's story I go to schools around here uh, in Mount Prospect and Des Plaines and, and Arlington Heights and I've probably read this to school kids probably 50 times mm-hmm. so this is this is called The Man with the World's Longest Name Rudy liked to play in the park there were so many things to do he could slide down the slide or play in the sand or swing on a swing or two Every day he went to the park as soon as he finished school, and he would wait for his mom to pick him up. That was his number one rule. One day, the sun was shining bright, and he had little time left to play. He couldn't stop watching the man on the bench who came to the park every day. There was something about that old man there, and Rudy couldn't help stare. Birds were flocking and landing on him, and they came from everywhere. He held a big bag and fed all the birds, and soon the food was no more. But they stayed to listen to the old man talk, and Rudy wondered what for. So he dropped the sand he was playing with, and he walked to the end of the park. What was that old man saying to them? What were those soothing remarks? But as he approached, the birds flew away, leaving Rudy alone with the man. The man looked at Rudy, and Rudy looked back, and he almost turned and ran. What's your name? came a gentle call, and he added, You look like a Mike. Rudy shook his head, and the man guessed on. Are you Charlie or Kenneth or Ike? Rudy's my name, he heard himself say, and he wondered about the man's name. He wondered if he was supposed to guess back, if they were playing some sort of a game. What is your name, Rudy asked the old man, and guessed, are you a Joe? Yes, I am, the old man replied, and a Tom, and a Sean, and a Moe. I'm also a Vince, a Benny, a Pete, a Billy, a Jim, and a Barry. 
I'm a Chuck and a Steve and a John and a Beave and an Alex, a Mark and a Gary. All of these names are my name now. I'm the man with the world's longest name. And he told little Rudy the story about how he achieved this acclaim. I once had three names, the old man said, a first, a middle, and last. But that was many years ago, before my loved ones passed. When I was a boy, my granddad died. I mourned him, and I cried. My mother tried to comfort me, but I wanted to know why he died. God called for him, she said to me. He also loves your granddad. And he touched our lives like no one else. Be thankful for the years that we had. What one thing will you miss the most? What made you love him so much? I said, I love the way he made me laugh with a smile or a face or a touch. Do you think you could do that, son, to people that you meet? I just nodded and looked at her, and I slowly got up to my feet. That way he still lives with us, I said, as the idea came. And since he now is part of me, I shall add his name to my name. I've added his name to my other three to make the total four, and many years have passed since then, and I've added many more. My father was great. He loved to sing, and though he'll never have fame, when he died, I learned his songs, and I added his name to my name. My mother was kind and loved animals. She soothed them with her sweet words, and when she died, I added her name, and I came to talk to her birds. Rudy was quiet, but then he asked, Have all of those people died? Oh, no, said the man, and he smiled at Rudy. Inside me, they're quite alive. If you wanted to add my name, Rudy asked, would you put it right after Mark? If I added your name, I'd put it first, and I'd love to play in the park. Rudy smiled and said, My mom's coming soon. I better get back to the sand. And though we never saw him again, Rudy never forgot that old man. That's it. Um, you do realize that they're going to revoke your German card. <laughs> no German could possibly have had. Well, those were all your feelings that you ever had, right? Yeah. That all, that I haven't had any since. <laughs> well, I think it was one. I really do think it was wonderful. And you were well deserving of the Pepsi. Coke. Oh, Diet Coke. Oh, was it Diet Coke? Diet Coke. Oh. Yes. Because I won Pepsi. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We have a lot more show and it's, it's a lot wackier than that mm-hmm. was. Uh, we have yeah, uh, down the house, a story of about a dumbass in Idaho. Yep. We've got a story about Prince Harry that is very embarrassing for him. Uh, a celebrity potpourri story. Much, much more. And we'll be right back. Come meet your new friends, Tommy, Kimmy, Sam, and friends. The show where we all live to learn together and love each other. Not even close. Shh. I'm reading. Mobster. What's your and friends is very good. <laughs> You've heard Jimmy crack corn. Help, I'm trapped in here. We like anime. Whoa. That was too far. All that and more. I hate you all. Listen to and friends on Spotify. Popeyeshows.com. Or wherever you find podcasts. Just search for Radio Misfits. On this week's Minutiaman Celebrity Interview. Rick, we had the joy of talking to perhaps the most revered expert when it comes to comic books. We talked to Gary Moondog Colabono. Listen to Minutiaman Celebrity Interview on Spotify, opishows.com, or wherever you find podcasts. Just search for Radio Misfits. And we're back. Rick, this story comes out of Great Plains, Idaho. Okay. okay. It's a sleepy little hamlet of 6,000, what are they, Idahoans? What's an, Ido, an, an uh, Idahoan? Yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah. Um, well, there was a bit of a ruckus at the monthly Zoom Public Utility Board of Trustees meeting this past Thursday. 
while discussing the town's electrical grid. I'm actually doing this like you did the poem. (laughs) When discussing the town's electrical grid uh, infrastructure, the Zoom call was interrupted by a viewer in a Spider-Man mask. Now, they didn't. It doesn't say that maybe it was one of those plastic Spider-Man. Remember when we got in the 60s? Um, But there's this guy in a Spider-Man mask who started berating the board members and hurling obscenities uh, which were concerning the proposed road closures to accommodate the relaying of cables under the city's main business district. So Spidey was pissed. Okay, right? sure. Uh, after his diatribe, which viewers said lasted six minutes. Oh, my God. You know how long six minutes is to, to hurl obscenities? He cackled that he outsmarted them by removing his name from his Zoom profile, and thus he can't be caught. <laughs> uh huh. I, I suspect <laughs> there might be some flaws in that. <laughs> However, what Spidey failed to do was to A, remove a plaque that was on the wall behind him that said, Congrats to Great Plains Lutheran High School Class of 2019, <laughs> and B, remove a poster on the wall behind him that read, If your name ain't Steve, you're a pussy. <laughs> what? Steve? <laughs> who's, got that? who's got that on his wall? Steve Harding, Great Plains Lutheran High School class of 2019, was arrested at his home early Friday. Oh, my God. And charged with disrupting a civic meeting and harassing and threatening public officials. It, isn't it just getting... Uh, isn't this just a stupid freaking <laughs> my god come on steve i mean it, it's getting so hard it's getting so hard to to say yes i'm an american yeah uh i would just love to get the uh audio of the six minutes i know okay. yeah yeah oh boy all right i have a story here about uh prince harry yeah. um prince harry has got himself a new job congratulations to oh. prince harry he's the Chief Impact Officer at a mental health startup in California, a position which is known as Chimpo in business circles. Oh, because it's like CEO or Chief Chief Impact Officer. That's for short. They call it Chimpo. Um, The the company is called Better Up Inc. Um, And so he's he's the Chimpo, which is announced at the end of March. And after the move was announced, he told the Wall Street Journal he wanted to use the role to create impact on people's lives, which is is wonderful. Congratulations to him. But it's also getting attention for the wrong reasons, because, Dave, in Japanese, the word Chimpo is slang for penis. (laughs) Japanese news site Sora News 24 reported that people were laughing at the job title, saying things like, I bet this news made junior high school boys happy, and it doesn't matter what age you are, the word chimpo always raises a smile. (laughs) Another said, imagine if he came to Japan and introduced himself as chimpo to official. I'd love to see their faces. So, you know, the Japanese known for their hilarious sense of humor. (laughs) Oh, absolutely. (laughs) So, Harry got wind of this and uh, changed his title to... uh, Content Operating Chief, or as it's known in the business, cock. <laughs> but that didn't work either. Uh, or, uh, yeah, Chief Utility <laughs> Network. Uh, I've got it as Chief Unifying Network Trainer. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the acronym of which is commonly used in his native England. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Poor guy. Can, can you imagine being in the cubicle next to Prince Harry? Right? <laughs> exactly. yeah, I mean, it's like, you're like, no matter what I fucking do, I got the fucking prince next to me 
<laughs> All righty. Hey, Prince, can you go fetch me a cup of coffee? <laughs> yeah, right. You know you'd, somebody's saying that. All right, it's time for another feature. A random name pulled out of Rick's bowl of brushes with celebrities. Mixture. Collection. Selection. Assemblage. Medley. Assortment. Variety. Time now for Celebrity Potpourri with Rick and Dave. So this is the part of the show where I tell a story about having met a celebrity, and this is kind of happening... <clears throat> Uh, organically, people are sending mm-hmm. me emails. I got one this week. Actually, it's a uh, a DM uh, on Twitter. Rick, have you ever met any of this year's Hall of Fame inductees? That's from Johnny Rose. Yeah. <clears throat> well, Johnny Rose, uh, let's take a look at the inductees. Is it Tina Turner? No. We did see her in Champagne. Yeah, I saw her in uh, concert. The Go-Go's, I've seen them several uh-huh, times. Uh-huh. Never met them. Jay-Z. Todd Rundgren, we're very happy uh-huh. to get Todd in there. Foo Fighters, I did meet Dave Grohl once. I think I've told that story. Uh, Charlie Patton, not sure who that is. Well, I and I met Dick Van Patten. There you go. Croftwork, yeah. uh, uh-huh. never met them. Gil Scott Heron, LL Cool J, Clarence Avant, Billy Preston, Randy Rhodes, Carol King. Okay. I have met Carol King. Okay. All right, so here's my Carol King story. Was that Farm Aid? Farm Aid, okay. right. Um, I'd been backstage all day, and the last artist before I decided to go out into the crowd was Carol King. Mm-hmm. So I met Carol King backstage. The, really, the only uh, note that I can tell you is that she's really tiny, mm-hmm. a little short lady. Um, and I, I honestly, at that time, didn't know much about Carol King. Mm-hmm. Did you? Well, I you mean, were nineteen, right? Or what? Yeah, or I no, was twenty-two, 22 right, right? Right. I, I knew her Tapestry album because uh, uh. my sister had it. Um, but I didn't know. I always got her and Joni Mitchell confused. Yeah. And yeah. Car- Carly Simon and Carol King. Right. They're like. Right. Exactly. But I didn't realize at the time that Carol King is one of the greatest songwriters yeah. of all time. She wrote Up on the Roof by the Drifters, The Locomotion, Little Eva. She wrote Pleasant Valley Sunday by yeah. the Monkees. Some kind of wonderful. You make me feel like a natural woman or Aretha. Yeah. Yeah. She wrote all those. And uh, she wrote, I found out that night. You've got a friend, uh, the uh, James Taylor song. Were they married? Um, no, that was Carly Simon okay. and James yeah, Taylor. Okay. See, you are getting yeah, them yeah. confused. Anyway, this is my memory of it. It's uh, it was dusk, and uh, the crowd was kind of murmuring. You know, mm-hmm. she came out, and she off stage is very quiet and mm-hmm. and doesn't say anything. And on stage, she had a big, huge smile on her face, and she started doing "You've Got a Friend." And the whole crowd started singing along. Mm-hmm. And at one point, she dropped a, a line when she didn't say it, and the, and you could hear the crowd, the crowd right. singing it. Right. And I swear to God, I just got goosebumps yeah. uh, just watching how happy she was to see. And I thought to myself, and you probably had this thought too when you're watching a, a show like that. What must that artist feel like when eighty thousand people are? Yeah, there right, were there were right. seventy five thousand yeah. people there that right. day. Right. Yeah. Celebrity potpourri. <laughs> I mean, can you imagine? Jenkins. <laughs> I just thought that was the coolest thing ever. Mm-hmm. All right. So anyway, that's that's yep. my Carol King mm-hmm. story. I don't not much of a story, and glad she's in the Hall mm-hmm. of Fame. And I can't believe she wasn't in the Hall of Fame already. But she definitely deserves to be. Is in Joni there. Mitchell and Carly Simon? I think jo- I think they're probably both in there. Because if they're not, just go to the <laughs> just go to the induction. No one's gonna really know. Yeah, who's gonna just, know? Yeah. All right, we have a celebrity this week on Manishman Celebrity Interview. Uh, he was great. Uh, actor, very funny guy. Yeah, he was. Uh, 
and he told us a couple of tricks of the trade. Yeah. You know, grooming, men's grooming tricks uh, of the trade. Something that we've always wondered, uh, right? Yeah. A uh, very nice guy. Uh, daytime soap opera. He's been in regular movies, uh, Young and the Restless. He John, has 10 movies coming out yes, this year. 10 movies coming out. Yeah. You, very good looking guy. Too good looking. Uh, Jonathan Stoddard. Yeah, and, and and here's a little taste of uh, that interview. Time now for the Celebrity Minutia Minute. Hey, you got a minute? Celebrity Minutia Minute with Rick and Dave. I've been looking at your pictures here. Uh, you're a very good-looking man. You have that, like, three-day growth beard thing just mastered. And and I have tried to do that, and I've never been able to do it. How do you do it? What's the secret? It took me a very long time. I used to plan my auditions two to three days in advance so that I could sh- I could shave and then show up with that kind of like manicure thing. But then when it. you're I knew it. <laughs> no, no, but this is this is where it's totally screwed. When you get on set and every single day you need a three day growth, you're fucked. Oh, right. That's true. <laughs> right. There's no way. So I found the Con Air for Men, which is this trimmer thing, and it literally hold lets on, hold you. Hold on, hold on. Wait, wait. Con writing it down. Air writing it down. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Uh-huh. This is a paid sponsorship for Con Air for Men. <laughs> Brought to you by. But we're hashtagging this. <laughs> There's no doubt. If you'd like to hear the entire interview. And who wouldn't? Uh, listen to Minutia Men Celebrity Interview on Spotify, opishows.com, or wherever you find podcasts. Just search for Radio Misfits. Or actually, you can listen to it on uh, Apple Podcasts, where you Apple. can go in there and give, give a us little a, comment. Give us like, a comment. Like say say or, something nice. And, and, it, and it, yeah. as long as it's kind of nice, it's fine. Yeah. A little yeah. dig is fine. A little insult is okay, yeah. too. Yeah, we are who we are. Yeah. Special thanks to executive producer Tony Lasano with opishows.com. Opie is hippo backwards, O-P-P-I-H-O's.com. We're distributed by Ed Silla with Radio Misfits. Great Talk Radio isn't dead. It just moved to a better place, radiomisfits.com. And we'll be back again next week with a well, brand Well, I'm cleaning. Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> you're going to uh, have to find... <laughs> listen, you're going to want to get out of the house. Yeah, right, right. Actually, uh, so you guys are doing 15 shows? <laughs> yeah, 15 shows. Uh, uh, we'll be back again next week with another episode of... Badushabad. The proceeding was a presentation of Opie Productions. Find our other great shows wherever you find podcasts, including opishows.com. Thank you. This has been a presentation of Opie Productions. Tony, can you shut up? Coming up on the next episode of the Car Guys Report, Informed Automotive, it's Corvairs, micro and mini cars, and more with special guest Larry Claypool. I'm Mark Vernon. Join me and Luke Hostable for this very special episode of the Car Guys Report, a Tony Lasano podcast, an OPI production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. I'm Rick Kempfer. I'm Adam Howitt. And we're the co-hosts of Free Kicks, a show about international and particularly English Premier League soccer. On an all-new Free Kicks. We talk about the dramatic final weekend of the Premier League season. Plus my favorite feature, guess the Premier League star. Listen to Free Kicks on Amazon Music Podcast, opishows.com, or wherever you find podcasts. Just search for Radio Misfits. And because it's football, try doing it without using your hands.